Matt Stepp, you're only attending two high school football games on Friday. Is that a problem? I'm attending three. Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, at this point, by the time you're listening to this, this will be the third of a four episodes of Tep and Step that you will get in your feed. You can't tell me, I'm sorry. I, look, you've already paid your money, so I don't mind saying it. You can't tell me this isn't value. This is value. No, of course this is value. I mean, God, four, four podcasts with Greg Tepper? Television with Greg Tepper? I mean, come on. Wow. And three with Matt Stepp. We yeah. did just, I, I'm literally, we're recording this at 8.30 on Sunday night. Uh, you, uh, I just recorded a podcast, a great podcast, by the way, uh, Six Man Football Insider Granger Huntress, who's going to call the stinking games on Fox Sports Southwest. That, that will, that's clearly the best of the four podcasts. Uh, it's a good podcast, I'll tell you. You know I love you, but uh, it's a pretty good podcast. The man, uh, the man knows and loves Six Man Football. so He sure does. And by the way, to follow up on our intro, you are actually going to three. Yep. You're going to three games on Friday, even though there's only two at the stadium are going to be at. Look, I'm not going to sit around for four hours and not football. <laughs> okay. Not happening. There is going to be a playoff football game a block away, and I'm going to be sitting in our little area at, at AT&T Stadium, just sitting there twiddling my thumbs. Hell no. I'm going to walk my ass over to Globe Life Park, and I'm going to put my ass down. I'm going to watch Alito and North Forney. Which we'll get to it in our six A and five A podcast. Yeah. Uh is a banger, potential banger there. Absolutely. Um that's uh what time's that game kick off? 315. Oh god, it's like they scheduled it for you. I know. Oh my gosh. That's that's incredible. Yeah. Um Okay. So this is your Friday state championship edition of Tep and Step. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. And this will be odd because we're only previewing two games. But they are the podcast, probably. They are the two 4A games, the two largest state champions that we're going to uh, we're going to crown this weekend. And we will start, Matthew. If you go to TexasFootball.com slash state, which is up now uh, and is fabulous. Uh, we will go, we'll start with, uh, noon. It's a nooner Nooner. at, uh, at AT AT&T stadium in Arlington. It's all beast, Texas. Yeah. Friday is a, is a big nine Oh three energy Friday. Big lot of nine Oh three energy as the pride of Upshur County, the Gilmer Buckeyes take on the pride of Panola County, Carthage Bulldogs. Or I said Gilmer Buckeyes, rather. Carthage Bulldogs in the 4A Division II state championship game. And we've seen this before. I, I do have to just publicly call out um, Gabe Brooks. Uh-oh. Because we, we we had an error on one of our uh, graphics, which I made. I made the, the, the infographics. You made a and mistake? I, no. 
I I I did. I I made the. Uh, I, I said that they were thirteen and zero. I said Gilmore was thirteen and zero, and who was it that pointed it out to you that they were in fact fourteen and one and not thirteen? No, that's a, that's an error just because Carthage was thirteen. No, I just forgot to adjust it. Uh, but it was one Gabe Brooks, noted Carthage alum, and and he would have been very mad if I did not respect the Bulldogs in this one. Right. Um, it's all East Texas in this one, Gilmer and Carthage, and it's a rematch of a game we saw back on September 25th when Carthage won 42 to 14. And I guess the question is, has enough changed to change the, the outcome? That's, mm, I mean, we're supposed to You're being nice. We're, 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 I, I say no. Um, I think Carthage is a substantial favorite in this game. They are, they've clearly been the best team in four A division two all year. In fact, in fact, I, I think a strong case can be made. They're the best team in all of class four A division one. Mm-hmm. Um, they handled Gilmer pretty easily in the first matchup, 42, 14. It wasn't ever really in doubt. If memory serves correctly. Um, you know, the one guess question mark for Carthage coming into this game is the status of quarterback Kai Horton. And if he's less than 100% and, or you know can't go or that kind of thing, maybe that opens the door for a Gilmer upset. Um, because Kai Horton, uh, if you don't, if those of you don't know, um, in the Wimberley game, he sustained an injury, looked like to his knee. We're not 100% sure, uh, but there was a, a low hit. That didn't seem intentional to me. Um, and he left the game for a, a series and then at halftime, uh, the halftime hit, and then he came back out, played the second half, played very well against in, in Carthage, thirty-eight to seven win over Wimberley, um, but did have a knee brace on. So, um, with those kinds of things, you know, you never know how that goes. Uh, you know, hopefully, um, he's able to go, uh, but you just never know. Um, it's, I'm sure it's going. I'm sure Scott Surratt is not going to tip his hand or let anyone know either way. We're we're not going to know until game time. But I, I, that's the big question coming in. And by the way, congrats to Kai Horton. He got his first uh, FBS offer um, on Sunday. He got an offer from Tulane. So congratulations. The hell? Yeah. That's his first FBS offer. Yeah, I think it was sat- oh, Saturday. He got the offer Saturday. Um, yeah, that's his first FBS offer. He had. I know Stephen F. Austin and some FCS yeah. schools had offered him, but. Um, Talking to Gabe, uh, who who you know is in the know and those kinds of things, uh, Tulane is actually his first FBS offer. Golly, he's a star. And 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 for Carthage, look, it it's really a. I make this point in my picks video, but we talk a lot about Kai Horton. We talk a lot about Mason Courtney, their running back. We talk a lot about their big offensive line. They have the number one scoring defense in four A Division two. Okay. The Carthage defense, they're a defensive team. Like, that's what they are. And and really, under Scott Surratt, yeah, we talk about Keontae Ingram and Kelvante Dixon and all these, like, stars they've had. Mm-hmm. All that is in supplement to what is consistently, consistently one of the best, one of the elite defenses in the state of Texas. And that's the code that Brandon Tennyson and Gilmer have to crack. Now, look, I do think Gilmer's playing their best ball right now. And I think they're better than they were. Let me play devil's advocate here. I think they're better than they were three months ago. And a lot of that is the growth of that quarterback. Because, dude, Brandon Tennyson, 
the Jew, he's the real deal. Yeah, he's, he's the real stinking deal. I know he's got multiple FBS offers. We got two mm-hmm. uh, Division One type quarterbacks going at it in this game. Um, yeah, I know Ten- Tennyson's really, really come along throughout the year, and he's got some good weapons in the Fluellens, Dylan, Dylan, and I can't remember the other D- Fluellen the name now. Uh, Rohan Fluellen. Rohan Fluellen. Yeah, uh, you know they, they've got Mason Hurt, who last year's quarterback has moved to receiver and settled into that role role very well. Uh, Gilmer's got a couple of running backs that they use. Um, I think two underrated parts of Carthage's team. Well, the defense is not underrated. They're starting to get a lot of a lot of love. Uh, but one player to keep an eye on, and you know, I think he may be the best player in the field in this game, is their G- Carthage junior outside linebacker Kip Lewis. Mm-hmm. Really a playmaker. He's a guy I think is going to pop on a lot of recruiting radars. Um, he's already got a three star rating, uh, you know, from twenty four seven Sports. I think he's a real dynamic defensive player. And I think Carthage is wide receivers. You know, Carthage has like five or six guys who can really hurt you with the deep ball. And that that's a real tenant of the Scott Surratt offense is that play action pass, taking those deep shots, and and Horton and those receivers. You know, they use a lot of different receivers, and they always seem to make plays. Uh, throwing the ball deep. That's one thing that I love when I get to watch Carthage is how they use the play action game and throw the ball down, you know, push the ball downfield. So that's one of the things that, that I'm kind of keeping, keeping my eye on in this one is I, I'm a little bit concerned about the Gilmer defense. I'm a little bit concerned about this because the Gilmer defense has been, it's been good. It's been okay. It's, it's a top, 30 defense in 4A Division 2, but if you're going to knock off the king, you can't be okay. You got to be great. And I just keep going back to the fact that if this game comes down to which, because both these offenses I think are really good. I think we both agree. Both these offenses are really dynamic. They both got a lot of playmakers. But if this game comes down to which defense I trust to make a stop, it like it's not really that close when i say it's carthage like carthage is the defense i trust more and that's where i think they're going to have the big edge for like like if you want take the offenses and call it a wash i don't know if it's a wash call it a wash for the sake of argument the defenses are not the defense for carthage is the difference for me in this ball game and by the way one thing i think is super interesting is first of all a lot of credit to alan metzel that's a guy He's not going to get the love he deserves because I think there are going to be some people who say, oh, well, he took over a program that's just so good. Man, Alan Metzel has worked wonders with this team this year in his first year there with as the head coach at Gilmer. But you've also you're also going up against and, you know, I don't like to throw this out there because I because because Pickle uses it overuses it. You're going against the goat. Mm-hmm. You're going against Scott Surratt. And who's a cool that guy seven is in state championships, seven and oh, in state championships. Go back and look at Carthage's state. How many of those games have really been close? Like, when's mm. like, you look Carthage's state title, state, state title wins. I really, off the top of my head, cannot think of any that right. were necessary. You ready? Here yeah. we go. Yeah. 2008, they beat Salina by 12. It's like this show. Now, t- 2009. They beat Graham 13-12. Okay, that's the one. Yep. There's one. Okay, the rest of them. 2010, they beat Cold Spring Oakhurst by 25. 2013, they beat Kilgore by 11. That's the last time there was like an all-East Texas title game. Uh, 2016, they beat Abilene Wiley by 14. In 2017, they beat Kennedale by 28. In 2019, last year, they beat Carthage by 14. 
They have not. They've played one close title game. Yeah, the the Abilene Wiley game and the La Vega games were close for about a half. Mm-hmm. Yes, but after the La Vega game, especially last year, I I, didn't, I never felt like Carthage was going to lose that game after about midway through the second quarter. Mm-hmm. The Abilene Wiley game, I think, was a little more in doubt a little later, and I think the Kilgore game was was kind of close. But if memory serves, I think I think Carthage kind of held Kilgore at arm's length throughout that game too. So I think that's right. There. I mean, you get Carthage in, in, on the biggest of stages, and they show up, and they typically play their best football. And that's that's a credit to Scott Surratt uh, and that coaching staff. I mean, the man, the man's got seven state title rings by himself. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, so that is four A Division two, and then and then you're going to run across the street. Carthage, by the way. <laughs> What's that? If anyone's wondering, we're both picking Carthage. And- yes, we both pick Carthage. Um, there is a path, I think. Because Gilmer does have game game changers, but they would have to crack the code on that Carthage defense, and I'm just I'm, frankly I just don't see it. That's just, just you know that's where I'm at. I'm being honest. This is you you pay for honesty on this podcast. So there you go. That then takes us to the final state championship game. It's a Friday night game, seven o'clock at AT and T Stadium. It's Eagles v Eagles as one Eagle team that we pretty much thought was going to be here for a long time is here. And that's the Argyle Eagles. And they will face an Eagles team that uh, uh, I can't necessarily say I thought we're going to be here. Yeah. And that is the Lindale Eagles making their first ever trip to AT&T Stadium representing Smith County. And let us first, first take a moment before we get into this game and acknowledge that the fact that Lindale is here is a remarkable credit to their kids, a remarkable credit to that coaching staff. I mean, this, this is a gutty, gutty, gutty team. Yeah. They showed it last week, uh, getting down 22, nothing to Austin LBJ, uh, 20 down 28, seven, uh, in the second half. And, you know, special teams really bailed Lindale out in this game. You know, they, they, you know that they LBJ goes up twenty two nothing, and Eric Williams returns a, a, touch, a kickoff, the ensuing kickoff for a touchdown, makes it twenty two to seven. Then their special teams kind of ignited their their second half rally, recovering that fumble, that muff punt in the end zone, mm-hmm. uh, touchdown, and making it twenty eight fourteen, and really sparking uh, Lindale. And then you you look at their defense making some big stops late, and and, and finally they got Jordan Jenkins going, the Baylor commit, uh, in, in you know two two hundred yards rushing and two touchdowns in the second half, but. You know, he's had a heavy, heavy workload this year. And mm. you got to wonder, going into this Argyle game, how healthy is Jordan Jenkins? Because they got to have him. Like, I would not – if I'm Chris Cochran and that Lindell coaching staff, I'm telling Jordan Jenkins, you are in the training room every day this week. You are you are not practicing. Because yeah. that guy is a beat-up running back. He is. And and he's the, he's the game changer for them. Like, he's there – I mean, look, this is a solid team all the way around. Um, I think that actually their defense is a little bit underrated. They've been beat up a couple of times here and there, but I think their defense is a little bit underrated led by Eric Williams and, and Colton Weidman uh, in, in that back half. Um, but like, make no mistake, like the reason, in my opinion, that they are here is because of Jordan Jenkins. It's because they've got the guy. They've got the dude. And they ride him. You know what I mean? They They know that basically – Nobody has had at least a very good answer for Jordan Jenkins, at least the playoffs. And 
that's 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 one thing that's going to be really interesting to watch. Going up against Argyle, and Argyle is the most high-profile team with only one state championship. <laughs> this is their sixth title game appearance, and it's worth mentioning. Look, the big stage historically has not been kind to Argyle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're one and four, but they enter this game, I think, as pretty comfortable favorites. And the reason why I would install them as pretty comfortable favorites is explain to me, Matt Step, how you attack Argyle. Because I don't know where the weakness is. There are parts of their team that are better than others, mm-hmm. right? But I can't identify anything they do quote unquote poorly. Yeah, they don't do anything poorly. They're they're a well-rounded ball club that and it starts in the trenches on both sides of the ball. This is a team that is really really good up front. Um they've got division 1 players on the both the offensive and defensive line and they've got depth. They can rotate in fresh bodies and, and keep 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 those guys fresh and they really put a lot of pressure on you. Especially their defense, the way that the style of defense they play puts a lot of pressure on the opposing offense and, and the te- teams in the past that have generally had success with Argyle, except for Waco La Vega, La Vega is the exception, but teams mm-hmm. in the past that have had ex- uh, success against Argyle typically have hit them with, with big plays in the passing game, you know, mm-hmm. over, going over the top, getting matchups on the outside and making big plays in the passing game. La Vega was able to hit big plays in the running game just because of, of their, their really good in the trenches and they were able to hold up and then, able to break long runs that's not really lindale style i think this is a little bit of a poor matchup when you look at it from a lindale versus argyle standpoint lindale's a little bit more of a plodding offensive team jenkins jenkins is a big physical back he's not a burner mm-hmm. so you just wonder with the way the way argyle loads up the box you know lindale may have to throw the ball to win this game and that's just not they can throw it but i don't think that's what they they, they want to throw on their own terms and not throw when they have to, if that makes sense. And I think Argyle, Argyle's defense puts you in situations where you throw when you have to. Right. And then there's the other side of the ball. And let's be, let's be real. That is where I think Argyle's going to have a real stark advantage because this is a balanced, really, really exceptional squad. Uh, throwing the ball, running the ball, Whatever the game asks of them, they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're talking about Tito Bice, the running by, the running back, who's back from a, I mean, he missed almost all of last year or all of last year with injury. Um, he missed a good portion of last year, and he's missed yeah. a good good amount of. They've really eased him back into things this year. I mean, mm-hmm. in the quarter in the regional final against Paris, there Argyle was down to their fourth string running back, mm. and they just put him in, and he rushed for like seventy five yards and a touchdown in a second. I mean, they've just got depth. Yeah, they which do. a lot of four teams don't have. And then Cole Kirkpatrick out wide at wide receiver. I mean, that's a Division One type receiver, and he's he's big time. C.J. Rogers has been outstanding leading that offense from the quarterback spot. Uh, made all the all the deep. He throws a great deep ball. Made all the plays. There, there's just not a lot of weaknesses. And, and I, I think this is probably the first time. I, I I think Argyle was a favorite going into that Fairfield game when they played Fairfield. Yeah, a few I think years they ago. were. They were a that they, they they weren't the Hmm. The, in the other in the other state title games, I think you could you know make a case Argyle is probably the underdog or at least at a pick'em level. I think Navasota was a pick'em game 
but the other games they were probably a, a little bit of an underdog. I think this time they, the, the, it's a little bit weird, different role for Argyle because I think they come into this game as a pretty significant favorite. I think that's absolutely true. Actually, I'm going to see if I can look that up in a hurry. Um, okay, so they were in District 10 in 2013. Let's find this. According to the computer, and this is all we have, but the computer, believe it or not, they were three-point dogs to Fairfield. Really? They, going into that okay. game, it ended up being 38-33 Argyle in that, in again, I should mention, uh, actually, if you want to get into this, like uh, uh, in a lot of ways, it kind of sets up as like one of my all time favorite games because Argyle Fairfield is is my favorite game. And um, and that was because you had one they're going it was Argyle against a team with like a superstar running back. Mm-hmm. And well, here we go. Um, so I'd love a 38, 33 banger. That'd be great. That'd be great. But yeah. I also don't know if I see that because yeah. I feel like. Argyle's probably going to load the box, find a way to slow down Jordan Jenkins. I'm not saying stop, but slow down Jordan Jenkins. And then uh, that Argyle offense is going to do some work and, 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 and give credit to Todd Rogers. We've mentioned this before. That's an incredible coaching staff they have over there. I feel like they're going to come in with a game plan that, that Lindale probably isn't ready for. Yes, I, w- I would agree. That, that, that Argyle is a very adaptable team, and they can do a lot of different things. And, and you know, whatever the situation calls for, mm-hmm. they can they can adjust and adapt. So, I, if I you're interested, like, yeah, the computer like team. the computer has installed Argyle as 15 point favorites, yeah, which, which is, is pretty significant margin in a state championship in a title game. And I mean, I guess I should be complete here. Uh, Car- <laughs> Carthage. Let me put this this, this way. Carthage in the computer rankings. So so Argyle is a 15-point favorite over Lindale. Lindale, they have uh, – the computer has as the number eight team in the state. They mm-hmm. think they're the number eight team in the state. They still have Lampasas at number two, Waco La Vega at number three, et cetera, et cetera. So that's not necessarily – because remember, the computer doesn't, doesn't go by who you've beaten and anything like that, like the human rankings do. In 4A Division two, Carthage is number one and Gilmer is number two in the computer rankings. Mm. But Carthage is a 17-point favorite. That's incredible. <laughs> that's just crazy. <laughs> like, that's lapping the field yeah. is what that is. Because if you were to take 17 points away, like, if you were to say, okay, who would Gilmer be a 17-point favorite over? You would be getting down to the number 19 team in the state. The difference between the number one team, Carthage, and the number two team in Gilmer, and the number two team uh, in Gilmer, and the number 19 team in Silsby is about the same. It's crazy. That just that's just a testament to Carthage and, and the dominance they've had this year. It's going to be, you know, look, I, I feel like we haven't done a good job selling Friday. Um, great playmakers, a lot of great playmakers on Friday. But I mean, look, this is the premium podcast. You pay for it. You pay for honesty. I'll be honest. I think there's also an opportunity. I think there's a chance that both Friday games are pretty clear cut. Mm-hmm. I love an upset. But I think that's I think that's a reality of the situation. Nothing will make us happier than fun games. Trust me. We yes. no, nothing is worse than state championship games that are snoozers. And hopefully, exactly. we do not get two snoozers. But there is a, there is a chance of that for sure. There is a chance. There is a chance because I do think you enter this game with two pretty clear favorites. Uh, and that'll round it out. That'll be it. And then Steps going to another football game on Saturday. He will go to a football game after the final state championship game for the first time in your life. Hey, I'm actually going to two games on Saturday. God Almighty. So how many games are you going to this week? Nine. One on Wednesday, three Thursday, three Friday, two Saturday. 
And by the way, by the way, you very easily, if you could have gotten off of work, you very easily could have gone to two more on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the yeah. six man games. Yeah. Could have, yeah. But big boy job. Because yeah. that's the thing. 11 and two on a Wednesday is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I only have, well, you know, I only have a couple of vacation days left and, you know, yeah, Thursday and Friday. So. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. And Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. See you next time on Tep and Step. <laughs>